The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It sure is seven minutes after 11 o'clock and a stellar Saturday morning. Dr. Lou is here answering your questions over the next uh, 50 minutes or so. Phone lines, look at that, already open, ready for you. 416-870-6400. You have some health issues, musculoskeletal issues. You've been dealing with uh, people who are not being able to find a clinic that's been able to help. You're throwing in the towel. Don't at least make a phone call uh, this morning and ask a question. Chances are you're going to be asking a question that so many other people may have been wondering the answer to as well. So feel free to bring it on. Lines are open. 416-870-6400. Pinpointhealth.ca. Go there. The website. There's more details about reaching a clinic that are going to be in your area. If not, they're always expanding, always moving on with it, always helping people. And uh, you want to reach Dr. Lou or remember his, uh, his awesome team when we're not doing the radio show for this hour. one 855 Dr. Lou, real simple, D-R-L-O-U. But we'll continue and get it happening. Dr. Lou, my brother, good morning. What's on the uh, what's on the slate today? Good morning, John. Uh, the slate is my favorite part of the show, taking the, the listeners' calls. So mm-hmm. um, as you said there, anybody uh, that is undergoing, you know, primarily my scope as a chiropractor being musculoskeletal health, so aches and pains, injuries, that type of stuff. Uh, my team is uh, pretty wide and vast, so I'm happy to answer or try to answer uh, questions about anything really health-related. That's really what we're here for. I am just one part of the Pinpoint Health team, uh, but thankfully our team is robust um, and well-suited to help people uh, with a lot of different things. So uh, I'll reiterate that, that you know, helping people, and like you said, John, you may a listener may be thinking something that thousands of other people listening are probably thinking as well. So uh, no question is a bad question. It helps the springboard uh, what people really want to hear, and it's and it is really my favorite part of the show. Uh, in general, you know, again, what we can provide at Pinpoint Health, um, I think, is second to none. I'm obviously biased, but if people are looking for pain and injury care and overall wellness. Uh, you know, lots of different things that we have. We have all of the paramedical services, chiro, physio, uh, massage, uh, chiropodist, so on and so forth, uh, specialized pain and injury things like orthopedic surgeons, uh, physiatrists if needed. Um, we also do a lot in wellness. And, and one of the things that uh, I've introduced over the last year in my practice specifically uh, for overall wellness is the genomic testing. I actually had a patient this week, um, this past week come in who uh, listened to the show and, and, and only caught a small snip. It wasn't, wasn't a long-time listener, was a you know, first-time listener and just heard me uh, for a few minutes, he said, really uh, thought it was interesting what I was saying. And he came in and he said, you know, I don't really have any issues, but I am looking for um, an overall wellness program if that's available. And I said, well, you're sort of in luck because one of the nice things that's happened with the genomic testing that I've done, and I brought this up, uh, a few months ago, there's been a whole revamp on it where uh, the reports that are done now are so much more easy to digest for the average person. And if someone is really looking for a wellness roadmap, um, something that you could take and look at and look at all different kinds of things that apply to overall health, because remember, health is not merely the absence of disease, right? Just just because your blood work is normal doesn't mean that that's true wellness. True wellness is a combination of physical, mental, uh, social, potentially even spiritual. Um, and and this, this genomic report looks at 
you know, with the exception of spiritual, but it looks at the mental health, it looks at your physical health, and it can even look at your ability on how your mental health might affect your social relationships. And, and the beautiful thing about this is it's specific to who you are. It's specific to your genetics. That's the part that I can't stress enough. This isn't uh, a run-of-the-mill wellness plan, right? And, and, and listen, if anyone's yeah. listening and they're saying, well, you know, just give me like the basics to overall wellness before I jump into that because I've done nothing. I've said this a million times on the show. It's not rocket science. If you, if you have a well-balanced uh, diet, you moderately exercise, uh, you take care of your mind, uh, you focus on positivity instead of negative things, uh, you, you make sure to have f- uh, fulfilling social relationships, that's a, a good overall start. That is so much simpler, or uh, that is so much harder than what's simply stated there, right? Because then, then you get into the nitty gritty where people say, well, what is a healthy diet for me? What, what constitutes a good diet for me, the individual? And this is something, again, that I, I continually talk about where, you know, there are so many choices that people have in terms of which way they could go. Maybe it's keto, maybe it's a vegan type of diet. And really, what it comes down to is what's better for you, the individual. And that's where genomic testing can help. It can look at, well, do you process fats better than you say process carbohydrates? And that may give us an indication. Uh, your cardiovascular health report in the genomic testing might, might tell us something about, okay, well, what type of exercise should you be doing, right? Maybe the moderate, uh, low-intensity exercise is ideal for you, John, but maybe for me, it's high-intensity interval training. And again, the genomic testing can really provide um, incredible insight to that and so much more. Uh, so that, that, again, an overall wellness plan that I think, I, I genuinely think people are really hungry for that right now. People yeah. want something where they can say, okay, I, I really want to look at me. I want to understand me. I want to do the things that are right for me. And the nice thing about basing it on genetics is you can have the confidence that you're doing the right thing. How many times, John, have you tried different things in your life that, you know, are are potentially good things, right? Like, whatever, take an example, high interval training. Like, no one's going to argue that that's a bad thing. But what if it wasn't necessarily ideal for your genetics? And then you go back and forth and you start thinking, well, maybe instead of that, I'll try more, you know, cycling, long, long distance, moderate cycling, mm-hmm. or I'll try jogging, or you know what, I'll hit the weights and do more of a bodybuilding style. I'll try keto. I won't try keto. The nice thing about this is you remove that guess about what is, what is actually healthy for you. you. You can find that out with this report. Um, and, I, and I think that's, that's incredibly uh, empowering. And, and that's the key. You know, I use that specific word empowering for a very specific reason. When we look at research on what makes people get better, on what um, motivates people to be healthy, empowerment is the number one thing that consistently shows up. And, and John, you can appreciate that. If, if it's not something you want to do, if it's not something you're motivated to do, nobody can do it for you. Yeah, we've often said on the show, you know, you can be inspired by something or someone, but you can't be motivated. That is all up to you. Those are two very different things. Uh, number to call. Uh, we had a caller there, but I think uh, he dropped off uh, prematurely. I think it was Jim. Jim, feel free to call back. We got some uh, issues sorted out, so we're good to go. 416-870-6400. And the genome testing you're talking about, if you want to reach out to uh, to Dr. Lou, do a little more uh, investigation, have more of a 
one-on-one conversation. It's so worth it. So worth it. one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U. And I know we often talk about, uh, when we talk about the genome testing, this isn't a, you know, a 23andMe or an ancestry thing. This is much deeper and uh, to be, to put it plainly, much more useful in the long term to the individual than any of that sort of thing. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not super familiar. Like ancestry is for sure something that's like looking at where, where, where's your, you know, your ans- where are your ancestors from? It's definitely not that. 23andMe, I'm not super familiar with it, but I believe it's more similar where it's actually looking at your overall genetics. Listen, th- here's the thing. Like anything, there's a lot of options out there. Um, mm-hmm. People can, can go and look for these options. I'm working with this specific company for the very reason that, number one, it's more medically based. It's a Canadian-based company. The lab is at McGill University where the genomic testing is run. Uh, it, 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 the, the, the report is so comprehensive that it's, it, it's incredible. Like when, and again, mm-hmm. comprehensive, and yet at the same time, easy to digest. And I was actually speaking with the company recently, and they're even working on a version two of this report that's already so good. And anybody that gets the, the genomic testing now will have access to any of the new information that comes out All that right. they develop. Um, so lots of lots of uh, great information in that. And, and again, a very simple way for someone to understand it, to look at something and say, you know, people don't care if they have the CC genotype of ABC genetic, right? Like people just want to simply know, well, what is it? What does it mean? And what can I do? And, and that's the beauty of what they've done. All of the other medical stuff is still there. It's still there for your reference for all that stuff. But people need the easy digestible form too in order to to make it practical in order for them to actually implement it in their lives. And with that, we'll take a short break, give you some time to uh, to load up a phone call or two. It is 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400, info at pinpointhealth.ca to reach out through email. And we'll continue. Keep it happening here on a beautiful Saturday morning at Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. Indeed, it is, uh, what, 11.20 on Saturday morning. Love it. you got lots of time to call. 416-870-6400. Open lines are available if you have some health concerns that you want to talk about or get a quick opinion, maybe for yourself or for a colleague, family member, loved one. That's cool. 416-870-6400 and info at pinpointhealth.ca. Go ahead, man. Take it up. Yeah, John. And and I we had talked about that someone had called in, uh, I think it was Jim, and I'm looking at uh, the the call uh, log here that says that his wife has trigger finger rehab is mm-hmm. helping. Um, so, yeah, that's a, you know, hopefully Jim's still listening. But uh, if not, I'm sure a lot of people have dealt with uh, trigger finger or are still dealing with it. Um, not an easy thing, uh, for sure. Uh, like all things when it comes to musculoskeletal health, dealing with it as quickly as possible is your best option towards uh, easier recovery. Uh, trigger finger uh, is essentially what ends up happening is the tendon uh, in, in the hand is surrounded by a sheath um, where the tendon slides through. This mm-hmm. is much easier to show a visual on versus trying to explain it on the radio. Anyhow, what ends up happening for whatever reason, sometimes scar tissue builds up uh, and, and, there, and you get stuck. So people will actually... Um, have their finger like, and it you, you know could be any of the fingers. More commonly, like the thumb or the index finger or the middle finger, where it stays shut and they can't actually open it, and they actually have wow. to pry it open. Um, tends to be worse, uh, you know, if you, like at night where you haven't been moving for a while, right? Um, 
And and listen, what Jim is doing there and what his wife is doing is a good first line of defense. Uh, I'm always a proponent for conservative measures first and then moving into more invasive measures. And trigger finger uh, sort of follows that pattern. Try your rehab first, the the different types of uh, rehabilitation therapies that might help with that. Uh, If that's not working now, the one thing that I don't know is what exactly was being done in rehab. Um, maybe there's something more that could be done. If if rehab, uh, if good rehab doesn't work, uh, then injections are, are the next option, and, and that often can have uh, good outcomes. Uh, and then potentially even moving on to more invasive options like surgical release of it. So not an easy uh, thing to deal with. Um, but again, the biggest thing that I see is when people deal with a lot of these things in their earliest stages, that's where the most conservative measures will have the, the best outcomes and it will be the quickest, right? It's when you leave it for too long uh, that, that things really tend to get worse. Uh, the, the conservative measures don't work and you have to move into more uh, invasive options. And that's consistent, again, for all musculoskeletal health, all pain and injury types of issues. Not all, call it 95% of them, um, where, where that is the typical progression of things. And, and again, not an uncommon uh, story, unfortunately, that I hear uh, where, say, someone in this type of scenario, again, I don't know in this particular case because we didn't have the chance to, to speak with Jim. Uh, but, you know, I hear this a lot, like where, I, you know, one of my first questions is what's going on and then how long has it been going on? And, and I'm often not surprised to hear people say, oh, years. Um, and, and I just sort of left it. I didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, and then more recently, it's really starting to become a bother. And then they get motivated uh, to make the difference. And part of the reason of this show is also to educate people before they have these things, right? So that when that, unfortunately, if it does happen, you intervene early. Sometimes, yeah, we might have a listener that's had trigger finger for, years and is thinking, oh, geez, like, I, you know, I didn't do anything about it when I should have. You could still do stuff. But at the same time, there's probably a listener that just developed trigger finger in the last little bit and, and is sitting there thinking, ah, it'll go away and on, on its own and, and, and it'll be fine. I would encourage those people the most, intervene now. Uh, and, if you, and if you had the chance to speak to the people who are dealing with it for a longer period of time, they'll, they'll often tell you the same thing. Like, oh, yeah, go get that looked at, like, right away. Don't, don't leave it. Um, because again, it could be it could be a, quite a bit of a bother, uh, especially with the hand. It affects your overall uh, activities of daily living. If a finger stuck in a certain position, uh, the hands are pretty important. So uh, again, I encourage people to to look at these things quickly. Again, the number four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. I think you know those two words, early intervention. You mention them almost every show, and they really are a key. I, I mean, I can tell you here now. My door is closed. So I'm not going to get in trouble but you know my, my wife's been having neck problems and i've told her to, you know next week you got to come see adrian over at one of your offices to get it sorted out because it's been around for weeks but in the meantime i mean you've got family members sitting around oh you got to try this you got to put this on you got to rub it with this i mean <laughs> none of them are healthcare professionals and i said no you know you need an x-ray you need an mri i'm like all right settle down pull the reins back a little bit here let's Common. get someone like dr lou in first before we start jumping to our own non-medical conclusions and try to fix it yourself because that can go on for weeks and months right yeah, it's interesting, right? Like uh, one of the things that the times we live in, we see a lot of that, right? Where uh, let's not listen to healthcare professionals that, about healthcare issues, and let's and let's let others uh, make commentary on it. And, and listen, it's a very educated society. There's a lot of information uh, available, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, there's a reason why professionals exist, uh, and if you speak to any professional, they'll they'll 
you know, I was speaking actually to someone about almost this very thing. Um, they, they actually work uh, in the elevator business where they, they do repairs on elevators. And, um, and you know, it, it's sort of like if I, if I don't have an elevator, but if I did and I, and I thought that I could just, you know, figure it out on my own, that's pretty dangerous, right? Especially when you think of an elevator. And then <sighs> we were having this conversation where I was saying, like, that's a lot of what's happening in the world right now, right? There's a lot of elevators and everybody thinks that they're an elevator technician. And that's a pretty, you know, skilled area, right, where you really should focus on the professionals doing that. And that, that was my analogy for healthcare, right? Like what we're dealing with, and again, even, and, and I'm going to stick to my world because I don't want to get in the, don't want to get uh, diluted with the other uh, stuff out there. But when it comes to musculoskeletal health, and, and you're right, John, I, I almost sound like a broken record show after show, but I do it purposefully because I do think repetition is the mother of knowledge. And, and then that, that will help people to ingrain these, these simple things, these simple messages that I want to get across because that's really where they're going to find the greatest value um, in, in, in something if it happens to them in their, in their intervention. But you've got to take this stuff to the professionals. It's like, I, I think I mentioned on the last show that I had somebody that was talking about, I was with a group of, uh, of a few people that I knew, and, and two of them were talking about shoulder issues. And at the mm-hmm. same time, they were like, oh, I have shoulder pain too. And so do I. We should go do, you know, we should go see Lou together and, it's probably the same thing. And I was like, no, it's, pro- it's probably not, actually. It's, it's much more likely that it's not the same thing. And you guys probably don't need to be doing the exact same thing, right? And, and people will always say, no, but it must be the same because I have shoulder pain. And it yeah. hurts when I lift it over my head. And they'll say, oh, well, so does mine. And it's like, but what else do you do with your shoulder, <laughs> right? Like, there's only <laughs> So, of course, that's when it's going to hurt. It's like people that say, yeah. oh, I have low back pain. And someone else says, oh, so do I. Well, it bothers me when I bend forward. Well, of course, you know, like yeah. that, 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 that's going to be so common in so many different types of things. And the issue with musculoskeletal health is we think pain is the diagnosis when pain mm-hmm. is really the symptom. Right. And it's, yeah. and it's my job or, or professionals like me to look at it and say, OK, well, what is creating the pain? What anatomical structure? Or maybe it's not an anatomical structure, and that would, you know, warrant even further investigation and things like that. So it, right. you should not leave it up. And, and John, you've heard me countless times on this show when people call and they start saying what they have going on. You know, one of my very first questions on the show, right back to the to the callers, have you seen anybody for this? And how many times is the answer no? I'd say yeah. probably the majority of the time, unfortunately, and that inherently is the problem. If you if you if you get it looked at right away from a professional, you're going to have a much better chance of a good outcome, and that's incredibly important if you're looking towards actually getting better and and long term recovery and long term management. Squeak a call in before we uh, go to a break, Glennis. Thank you so much for hanging on. How are you this morning? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's on your mind? Um, my husband had a heart attack about a couple of months ago, and he totally unexpected. He's in very good health. He's had triple bypass surgery, and he's just recovering now. And doctor gave him a note to go back to work on reduced hours. Um, so just on his second day back, his blood pressure raises goes up quite a bit. Um, I know he has stress to deal. He uh, some people don't know how to handle stress. I was just wondering where's a good place to go to learn coping strategies. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to coping strategies, that's that's like a mental health 
type mm-hmm. of strategy. So people like psychologists, social workers um, are, are definitely people that can help uh, with that type. Of, that's the type of professional that you'd want to see. At Pinpoint Health, we have a number of those professionals, so you're welcome to give us a call uh, and we can help that. But again, it, that's that's the realm of professional that you'd want to be looking for um, is, a, is a social worker or uh, potentially even a psychologist that can work on on now, and again, the big thing here, coping strategies are something that the individual has to implement and, and carry through with. So uh, it, it can take time, but it's a worthwhile mm-hmm. um, um, thing. And you're absolutely right. Like, again, this, this ties in with sort of the way I started the show where the body's all related. Right. So, yeah. so, of course, you know, we're not, we're not necessarily talking about your husband's uh, cardiovascular issues. We're talking about what can he do from a mental and social health perspective to help his cardiovascular issues. And I and and I think that's a great thing that you that you're rea- that you've realized and that you're and that you're looking for him. But yeah, those are the professionals you'd want to see. Um, and and again, if that's something, if you're interested in pinpoint health health helping with that, we have those professionals. Glenn, I appreciate the call. Got to let you go and to reach out to Dr. Lou, as you mentioned right there, one eight five 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 doctor Lou D R L O U and pinpointhealth.ca online for the website. We'll take a short break. Uh, Jeanette, stand by. We'll get to you next, and you have time for your call as well. Don't be bashful. 416-870-6400, Pinpoint Health Show. This is Global News Radio. 1134, lots of time to call in. As mentioned, you want to reach out afterwards to Dr. Lou and uh, get in touch with a member of his team across uh, southern Ontario here. No problem. Info at pinpointhealth.ca or simply pinpointhealth.ca is the uh, the website. But we always go back to the phones immediately. Jeanette, thank you for uh, for standing by as I uh, asked you to do. And uh, go ahead. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning, Dr. Sure. Lou. Good morning. I have a friend in a nursing home, and I he has these cl- closed fists. I didn't know it was called trigger finger. I thought it was arthritis. And I wondered whether he could have any help. This started just probably while we had the epidemic and we're still having. But this happened um, when I was going to see him before the epidemic. This, his, he could use his hands. This, this didn't occur at all. But since the epidemic, and I haven't been able to go and see him, and I saw him for the first time last month, his fists are closed tightly. Yeah, that, 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 so just to be clear, that may not necessarily be the same thing. Typically, trigger finger will affect one of the fingers, maybe two, but to have both hands like that. Did this person have a stroke previously? No, it did not. To my knowledge, the nursing home always informed me if anything is wrong. But they, they said, no, I thought so, but no. Yeah, it could also be. So, so sometimes that could happen as a result of like brain injuries, which that doesn't seem to be the case. But sometimes it could also just be contractures. Like if, if, if they're not moving around a lot and they're not using that part of the body because of yeah the degenerative process. So um, I, guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is it doesn't sound like that is actually... Uh, trigger finger. Uh, it probably sounds more like contractures, um, and, and unfortunately, that's very common. Uh, if, if people are mobile, they're not doing very much, especially as the, when they're when they're older. Um, yeah. I would encourage, like, I, I would definitely speak to the staff there, the medical staff, and see um, if there's like the therapists that are there to maybe help just work on it. Uh, but yeah, that that would be my best guess at what could be done. I see. So could that do? He can't. He can't open his hands at all. I tried, but um, it's painful. So I, oh. you know, I give up. 
Yeah, I would, I would definitely let a professional do it. Like, because again, there might be something there where uh, you, you don't want to create more damage for sure. So yeah. uh, a lot of those uh, um, there are, there should be therapists and stuff around. So uh, I would speak to them. Thank you so much for your no help. problem. No Thank you, Jay. Appreciate uh, appreciate that. You need to reach out uh, any further time to talk to Doctor Lou or his team. That's uh, that's no problem. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U. So there you go. Some interesting stuff. Always on the uh, the phone calls. We answer a wide variety. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred is the way you want to reach out. Now, as far as the genome testing is concerned, Dr. Liu, how does someone, if there's interest, we've talked about this for quite a while, and I know it's doing really well. It's a, it's a Canadian thing. It goes down to a Canadian university here, so it's nice to have it on home soil so the results come rather quickly. Now, those two things, how do they do it? And number two, um, I would imagine the package they receive in a couple of weeks after doing this uh, this test is pretty complex. It's not something you're going to sit in front of the TV and read. How do they, how do they go through it and dissect it once they have the information? Yeah. So what most? So number one, it's a saliva-based test. So you, 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 it's something that's delivered directly to your house. Uh, it's very simple to do. You, you administer the saliva in the morning. Um, you send it out, and then six, about six weeks later, you get this comprehensive report that um, is sent to you via email. Uh, it's actually a number of different reports because it breaks down each of those sections uh, separately, like mood and behavior, and executive function, cardiovascular health, metabolism, etc. Um, and most people, you don't need to have me go through it with you. Um, it's not, it's not necessary, but I would say, you know, 99% of people, uh, I can't even actually think of one. So it may be 100% of people so far, uh, want me to go through the results with them just to help them go through, it, uh, uh, more in depth. Again, there, it's very, the good thing about the new report is a lot of the stuff that I would go through before when the report was very much more medical based. I'd get done talking and they'd be like, okay, that was a lot. The nice thing about this report now is you'll, you'll finish hearing me talking. You'll say, okay, I, I see that all here. Uh, that's great. Now I understand maybe some of the things. Um, what I've also been encouraging people with this new report because of how digestible it is for the average person is go through it before talking with me and then actually ask me the specific questions that you're thinking of. You'll probably get even more out of that, right, by by looking at it and saying, okay, I, I understand this, I understand this. Uh, this part, you know, what does this mean? Does it mean A or does it mean B? And then and then go through it with me. Um, but yeah, very very easy to to get this done. So once once I get those results and there's some some things maybe uh, on a personal level I earmark or or I have a chat with you and you earmark. From there, do you formulate a plan to to use this test to to make things better? I guess is is the basic way to put it. Yes, and the good thing is the report even includes that plan for you. It already oh, wow. has things and tips that you can do that you should be doing, uh, maybe nutraceuticals that you should be considering, et cetera. I will sometimes take that even a step further uh, and, and, and sort of it depends on what I'm seeing uh, and suggest some other different things too that they might want to try. But I, I actually genuinely think that what's there in the report right now um, is very good. Like I very rarely have to offer more. Um, because of how, how robust it is. And I imagine one of the cool things about this, because it's a genome test as opposed to, say, you know, a degenerative problem in my lower back, I, I wouldn't want to see my x-rays now compared to 20 years ago. I'm sure it's gotten a lot worse. That would be, that'd be really cheery to see. But this thing is for life from the time you're small to the time you're dead and gone. I mean, your genome's your genome. It's, it's pretty much there for the entire time you're on the planet, which is kind of cool, right? 
genomes are genomes. You're absolutely yeah. right. This is not. And again, the big thing that I've been telling people is this is not diagnostic. This is right. wellness based. So, you know, I've had some people call me and say, like, I have diabetes and I want to know if I have the genetics for that. And it's like, well, why does that matter anymore? Like, if yeah, you yeah. have the outcome, that's what matters. That's the reality of it. See, they're trying to use it from a diagnostic perspective, where what I'm saying at that point is that that, that is irrelevant. You're going to spend money to get you nowhere because you already know you have diabetes. Whether you have a predisposition to it or not is absolutely irrelevant at this point. Uh, because the predisposition is, is, is doesn't matter. You have it. You have the actual disease. So now you've got to deal with what you actually know. Um, and so, so that's where I tell people it's not diagnostic. It's a wellness-based test. It, it's looking at your overall, at an overall picture of who you are and the types of things that you could be doing uh, that are healthy choices and, and and can contribute to your overall wellness. Have you done this yourself? Yes, sir. Uh, and I've, and I, yeah, it's great. I like, again, one of the things that I, I, I find maybe it's a simplistic way of looking at it, but one of the greatest benefits that I've found to me that I've had a challenge with my whole life, um, is the constant going back and forth, right? Like where it's like, ah, should I be doing more of a, a oh, vegetarian man. based diet? Should I be trying the keto and, and, and a lot of those things, should I be doing this type of exercising or that type of exercising? Should I take this supplement? Should I not take this supplement? The one thing that this has done is I never have to think about that again. I know what my genomic profile is. I know what it means. I, I know, and I don't have to guess, right? Like I, as an example, uh, I have very good levels of vitamin C. Uh, and genetically, uh, not good levels, but but genetically, I don't have any uh, deficiency in, in uh, metabolizing vitamin C in that. So I don't even have to guess about that, right? Like I, I can take that off my list. On the other hand, uh, vitamin D is something that genetically I was poor in, so I supplement with it. And now I don't have to go back and forth and guess and think like, okay, should I, should I not? Um, I was also able to find out like, you know, I always thought that for sure my ability to process carbohydrates was very poor and that I should completely eliminate all carbohydrates. Turns mm. out that it's actually moderate. So the recommendation for me is you can have a little bit of carbs. You can have a little, like, and it's more based on timing and the type of carb, right? Like, you know, maybe you're not eating a loaf of bread, but it's okay to have some, you know, I don't know, some potatoes or some squash or uh, sweet potatoes or something like that at lunch. And that's where I, I will come in with the patient and say, okay, but make it a healthier choice, right? Like uh, some of the stuff is also about timing. Um, and when you're doing these things throughout the day. So, you know, th that's the one benefit that I found that it's, it's eliminated. I now have what I do and I stick to it. I don't, I, I don't go back in my mind every few months and think, ah, oh, gee, should I be doing something different? Should I change this up? No, because I know this is what's ideal for my genetics. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the worrying out of it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, you mentioned, I know we got a break in a minute or so, but, uh, you know, you mentioned that person that already had diabetes and trying to use this for a diagnosis. Would this thing, on the other hand, putting the, you know, the cart before the horse, would it give you earmarks of things you can change in advance of later, possibly, you might be diabetic? You know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. It looks at your, it looks at the risk of, of diabetes from a genetic perspective. And yeah, if you have an increased risk, then you know, we know what causes diabetes. It's excessive mm -hmm. glucose, right, in the diet. Um, so if you have an increased risk of that, then that's really where that low-carb diet 
uh, or almost no carb diet might be a great benefit to you, right? Like, so, right. so you might sit there and say, okay, I, I, I don't, I don't do breads. I don't do pastas. I don't, I don't do uh, high, simple sugars at night, you know, things that will raise your blood sugar uh, drastically. And, and yeah, of course, then it can give you, like you said, if we're putting the cart before the horse, uh, then, then you can uh, really look at that and make preventative choices going forward. And that's what I mean. That's really the whole point of this. That's why I say it's more of a wellness-based test because wellness is really about prevention, early detection, and that type of stuff. It's not diagnostic, right, where we're looking at that individual who already has diabetes and wants to know if they're at an increased risk of it. And the answer yeah. is obviously yes, you have it. Yeah. Let's take a short break, and we'll get back to more. In the meantime, you got time to grab a phone, 416-870-6400, Pinpoint Health Show. This is Global News Radio. 11.49, we're back at it for a few minutes. Yeah, you got time, still time, 416-870-6400, and you want to reach out afterwards, of course, pinpointhealth.ca. Also, the Lou Down, long-form podcast that Dr. Lou does, really informative uh, stuff there, the Lou Down, where you get your favorite podcasts, and reach out, info at pinpointhealth.ca as well. Has the last 18 months really changed the landscape uh, for you, Dr. Lou, as far as dealing with COVID-19 and what's happening at your clinics and the way people are approaching their health? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it would be, I think, I think COVID-19 has affected everything and everyone. Um, you know, obviously outside of the first three months where the whole world sort of like nobody knew what was going on since then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one thing that I could say for sure that I've noticed most at the clinics is I think individuals that are already patients at not just my clinic, any clinic, whatever, be it their dentist, their optometrist, their whatever. Um, I think people are are very they're they're more okay with going to their existing healthcare professionals or or somewhere where they've been before. I think the biggest challenge that 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 uh, people face is what about if they've got to go somewhere new? So the example being someone listening to this show. Um, saying, you know, I'd, I'd love to go to Pinpoint Health and see one of their, I don't know, physios, whatever, as an example. Sure. Um, and and I'd love to go, but I'm just not sure, right? Like, I, I don't have a relationship with this place. I don't know anybody there. Uh, I feel maybe, like, you know, might maybe now is not a good time. Um, you know, and, and that has been the biggest difference. What I would say to those people is that, number one, in the healthcare setting, we've always taken sanitization and protection very seriously. And I'm speaking as an industry now, I'm not speaking like just pinpoint health. That's something that's always, you know, absolutely important for us because we've always been aware of diseases that can spread. Um, We obviously have taken it a step further. The other thing that I would say is that we are now at a point where I think we have to come to the realization that this virus will be part of of our lives going forward. This is not, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not to me to still be calling it a pandemic in a way is almost like, you know, it just is what it is now. We, we, this is here. It's, it's, it's not gonna, it's not going to disappear. At least I don't think it will. So we've got to figure out a way, how do we live with this? And, 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 and I guess what I'm trying to get across is, you know, when it comes to your health, uh, there's a lot of things that can affect you negatively. It's like, I remember doing one of the early shows into the pandemic and I remember someone calling in and it legitimately sounded like they had a stroke, um, all the symptoms they were describing. And I sort of said, well, did you go to a hospital? 
Uh, and they said, well, no, you know, like, I don't want to go. I'm sort of afraid of COVID. It's like, there's a lot of things out there that can kill you quicker than COVID. And I'm oh, not yeah. trying to minimize COVID, but if you're, mm-hmm. if, if there's a chance that there's a heart attack, a stroke, you're missing uh, a serious, you know, cancer screening or something like that. And listen, in some cases, no fault of the individual. It's the system where, where they've been scared out of their minds. So there, this is more complicated than I can do justice in a few minutes. But the reality is there's a lot of healthcare professionals out there that are still doing what they have to do, such as Pinpoint Health. If you've got issues, musculoskeletal issues, aches and pains, that can have a massive impact on the quality of your lives in the coming years, especially if you're older. Don't keep waiting at this point. I, I, I assure you that we are doing everything we possibly can to be as safe as possible. And again, to this day, we've had no serious, like, like nothing. We've had... There's been some people that have come in and it ends up, yeah, they, they, they had COVID and they tell us. And because we're using all the PPE, not one, one healthcare professional that we've ever had has been exposed and, or they've been exposed, but they've never been, they've never con- contracted yeah. the virus and they've never spread it to anybody else. So we're doing the right things. I know that for sure. Um, if you want to know more, again, you can visit pinpointhealth.ca. You can see we have our, our protocols available for people uh, to see. Um, but that would be the one thing that I've noticed, John, over the, the last 18 months. I think people are hesitant to go to new places, uh, even if it's something that they need. And I, and I think at this point, um, you should be cautious. You should do things in the right way. Yes, absolutely. But I don't think people should be holding off their health. And I, and I think that's something that I've, I've made very, very clear from the beginning of this pandemic. You cannot put a hold on the other things in your health because all you're really doing is putting a hold on detecting it or preventing it. You're not actually putting a hold. Like, you know, God forbid there's a cancer in somebody's body. Just because there's a pandemic, the cancer doesn't say, well, hang on, I'll stop. I'll stop growing so that the, that way this is a fair fight. That's not the way it works. So you can't put your health on hold. If you feel something, you need intervention, you got to go somewhere. you gotta, you got to be uh, ready to intervene because that is really what we know about healthcare, that it's prevention and early detection that are really the most important things for everything. Yeah, to your point, I know we're we're uh, just about out of time, but you mentioned you know the whole the whole mental aspect of it too. I mean, if COVID nineteen has done nothing else to a great number of the population, there's been a serious mental health crisis arisen from this, and putting off a physical uh, problem increases it. You've mentioned that as well. It's a cycle. One one bolsters the other. So you got to get this stuff in hand because it's going to get even worse, right? Absolutely. Like I, you know, a quick example of that would be someone who was scheduled to have, I don't know, a knee replacement and wasn't able to have a knee replacement. They're obviously probably elderly. Um, Now they can't walk at all. They're not walking. So they're gaining some weight. They're gaining some weight that promotes sort of bad eating habits because, you know, it's a cycle and then they're gaining weight. They're feeling worse. Uh, and yeah, and then it becomes a, me- a mental health thing where they just, you know, they're they're at a point where it's like, well, what am I doing? I, I, I can't play with my grandkids. I can't enjoy anything. I'm in so much pain. I've gained so much weight. It, yeah. It's more than just the one thing. It's, everything is related. It's that butterfly effect. And that's very, very real when it comes to health. It's a spiral. And, and because it's all intertwined, I don't care what anybody says. If you've got a physical problem, it's going to affect your mental health. It's going to affect your social health. And I don't care where you start. In that circle, it's going to affect the other things. And, and that's why intervening sometimes, sometimes the easiest thing to do is intervening physically, right? Like, like one of the simple things, start going for a walk. That'll yeah. help you to feel better. It'll help your yeah. mental health. It'll help 
your 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 social and maybe you go walking with a friend i whatever but sometimes it's that simple thing that can make the biggest difference and and it's got to start somewhere but you know again i know we're we're at the end of the show the the message that i keep telling everybody don't put your health care on hold and if you think pinpoint health can be uh, a part of the healthcare services that you need, please give us a call and give me a call. You can call the one eight five five number. You can send us an email at info at pinpointhealth.ca. I'm happy to answer any question at any point. And that'll do it for another show. You want to reach out, by the way, if you want more information on that genome testing that we talked about at the beginning of the show, how simple it is, the cost of it, how it all works, reach out to Dr. Lou and his team as well. It's well worth it. Again, one eight five 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 doctor Lou D R L O U info at pinpointhealth.ca or simply pinpointhealth.ca as well. We'll catch you again. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.